0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to There Can Only Be One, the podcast that puts together the all-star best of of your favorite artists and singer-songwriters. Now, when you take a look at the pantheon of classic rock and hard rock bands, you wouldn't be hard-pressed to find lots of people putting this band up high on that list because we're talking about Led Zeppelin. And here to join me down this road, Noah
1: Siegel-London's here. Welcome, Noah. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing really good. I'm stoked to be on this podcast and talk about my favorite band of all time.
0: Now, listeners to It's Not That Bad will remember you from the "The Master of Disguise episode. Uh, still wondering why you picked that one. You made a bad choice there. You made a good choice here. So what is it about Zeppelin that has kind of carried you through these years?
1: Well, when I was getting introduced to classic rock through my dad, I mean, as all good parents do, they teach their children about music. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I, looking back on it, it's definitely paid dividends because I love older music more than I love new music. And I mean, if you can really call it music today, but that's besides the point. Uh, so that really got me into wanting to learn how to play the guitar, and I mean, Jimmy Page, I mean... He's one of the best guitarists of all time. There's no question about it. So this band has really resonated with me for well over a decade now.
0: Okay. So I'm going to ask you before we get down here, um, what was your first Led Zeppelin album?
1: It was probably Led Zeppelin four.
0: Yeah. That seems to be the one pretty much everyone had in their collection. It, it really is front to back. Um, I, I, I confess, I confess I had, at least two copies, one on cassette and one on CD, but we'll get to that album later here. Uh, but we are about to go down a very hard rocking road. So let me, let me pave the way for you here. We are going to be going through nine studio albums from Led Zeppelin, but we will not be touching any live albums or box sets. So the song remains the same, will not be covered on this. By the way, a big shout out to Cactus Pete, who timed in with his responses on Twitter. So we'll be throwing those in as we go from album to album. Album. Cactus Pete, thank you so much in advance for all of your picks. We're going to start in January 12th, 1969, and the release of the debut album Led Zeppelin, referred to as Led Zeppelin one when you consider the other albums there. It hit number 10 in the US and number six in the UK, and number one in Australia. It is eight times platinum in the US, double platinum in Britain and in Australia, and Diamond in Canada. There were two singles off of this album. Good Times, Bad Times was the highest charting hitting number 80 on the Billboard Hot 100. Cactus Pete went with Your Time Is Gonna Come. So now, Noah, you're on the clock. Who are you going to pick? Or what song are you going to pick off of Led Zeppelin 1?
1: Oh, that's easy. I'm going dazed and confused. It's such a slow... Like, it's not your typical Led Zeppelin song. It's slow. It's sort of ethereal kind of i love just how like it's more calm rock than it is like hard rock or fast rock and it's just shows their like their ability to like their, their range i should say
0: oh i mean there is a lot to that song and you know anyone who likes prog music is going to get into some of the changes that they have in a lot of these songs here not the song I went with, though. Uh, I thought I was going to go with Good Times, Bad Times when I was originally looking at the, the set list, especially because Gotsmack does an absolute killer cover of that song. But I didn't. I ended
1: up going with Communication Breakdown. I was my number two choice. I, I originally chose that one, but when I re-listened to Dazed and Confused, I just had to pick it. The funny thing is, if you
0: listen to Communication Breakdown, in song structure, it's very similar to Good Times, Bad Times. I actually think, you know, in listening to both of them back to back, Breakdown is probably the better of the two songs, but Good Times, Bad Times is such a... uh, Again, listen to the Godsmack version. I I hate to say it, and this is probably going to be controversial. The Godsmack version of of Good Times, Bad Times may be better than the Zeppelin original. I know it's a bold statement, but I'm going to put it out there. But let's move on to later in that year, October 22nd, 1969 and the release of Led Zeppelin 2. The album hit number one in five countries. It is 12 times platinum in the U.S., nine times platinum in Canada. Four times platinum in Australia and Britain, and platinum in Germany. There was only one single off of this one, Whole Lot of Love, that hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and hit number one in Australia, Denmark, and Germany. Now, Cactus Pete went with Ramble On. So, what did you go with?
1: I went with the obvious one. I went with whole lot of love. It's like, it's the guitarist's bread and butter. It's one of the best riffs ever written. And shout out to you, Jason, because I know you're a bass player. That opening riff is made so much better when John Paul Jones comes in.
0: Oh, trust me when I say listening to these albums as a bassist i was a in awe of his talent and b um sitting there depressed because i'll never play that well it's just one of those <laughs> things when you're a musician you listen to this and go "Ah, oh, he's really good damn i'm not that good uh, um i actually ended up going with living loving mate she's just a woman i don't know if there's many led zeppelin songs that would sit there and qualify as a bop but this might actually be one of them. <laughs> it's it's such a fun song, too. Like, you know, you think about some of the bigger songs that Zeppelin has put out. You know, you either get, you know, groovy, trippy kind of feel like days and Confused. You get the the type stuff with Stairway to Heaven. And then you get songs that are just a ton of fun. And Living Loving May, She's Just a Woman, it is. It's so much fun. Like, I would love... You know, if, if ever the time comes to sit there and say we need to add a Zeppelin song to the set list, this might be one of the ones that gets pitched. Because, again, it's it's dancy, it's boppy, it's happy, it's all good. Now we move on to Led Zeppelin 3, released October 5th, 1970. It hit number one in four countries. It is six times platinum in the U.S., triple platinum in Australia and Platinum in Britain. There were two singles off of this one. The highest charting was the Immigrant Song and hit number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100, which is the song that Cactus Pete went with. However, Led Zeppelin 3. I'm, I'm going to take the, the dive in here. I thought, again, this was going to be an easy pick because Thank You was on this album. But then I remembered... One of the first videos, if, if you could call them videos on Much Music at the time, right? The first videos of Led Zeppelin that I saw, and it was the live from Madison Square Garden performance of Since I've Been Loving You. And holy shit, does this song <laughs> ever smoke? This is one of those performances where you, you have the, the audience in your grasp, and it's just putty, and they knew it. They absolutely knew. And this is one of those songs too, right? This is one of those, the car is parked off the highway, you know, and you're with someone in the backseat. That's this kind of song here. Led Zeppelin 3 though, what did you go with?
1: It's crazy that all the songs I have written down have either been picked by you or by Cactus Pete. But on this album, I went with Celebration Day because it just shows that John Paul Jones can go note for note and toe to toe with Jimmy page and keep up with him and just make it seem like it's nothing. And it's a really good song with a great beat.
0: Oh, I mean the, the musicality of this band, like from all four of them, I mean, Robert Plant is a phenomenal singer. Right. And, you know, especially on the slower songs really proved just how good he was. Um, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, like the two of them together, like individually, they're great. The two of them together. And when they start playing together and like when you realize that the bass is mimicking some of the guitar lines, it's like, like, it's I'm unrivaled. A, yeah. I'm a dream theater fan. So, you know, I, I see a lot of that with like, you know, Jordan Rudis and John Petrucci and John Mayung joining in as well. It's like, yeah, just those two together. And then of course, John Bonham, it's freaking John Bonham.
1: Like, he it's just like i don't think there's ever going to be a better drummer than than him ever. Uh,
0: I I that 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 wouldn't be up for debate I'm, cuz i'm there is a list of drummers that would be up there as well. Um but the, a lot of the syncopated rhythms though like just they become the song and the hook of the song all by themselves. So We now move on to 1971, specifically November 8th, and the release of the untitled Led Zeppelin album, or we'll just call it Led Zeppelin 4, or pick a name like everyone else seems to. It hit number one in the UK and and Canada, and only number two in the US. It is. I said I had at least two copies here, so I've contributed to this. (laughs) 24 times platinum in the U.S., nine times platinum in Australia, six times platinum in Britain, double diamond in Canada, double platinum in Switzerland, platinum in the Netherlands. There were three singles off of this one, Black Dog being the highest charting. It hit number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. The album was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999. And in 2001, Classic Rock Magazine listed this number one on their 100 Greatest Rock Albums Ever list. Cactus Pete ended up going with Misty Mountain Hop. Led Zeppelin 4, what'd you go with?
1: I went with probably my favorite Led Zeppelin song of all time. No, it's not Stairway to Heaven. I went with When the Levee Breaks. It is easily one of the best songs i have ever listened to in my life and i could probably say it's that it could make an argument for the best song that i've ever heard in my entire life
0: well i'm glad you picked that one so i don't really have to describe anything because i also went with when the levy breaks and you pretty much took all my notes from me thank you kindly for that one (laughs) but I, i need to point out okay um so i used to dj School dances and, like, basically freelance as a DJ, you know, in my high school years and whatnot. And if you've ever been to a dance, odds are the last song is going to be Stairway to Heaven. Yep. This is, to me, and you get to watch this as the DJ, right? Because you're not out there on the dance floor dancing. You're sitting back behind the booth and, at this point, wrapping up all your cables and packing up all your CDs, right? But... (laughs) This song is really the litmus test of how the rest of the night is going to go for you. If you get to the rocking part of Stairway to Heaven and you're still slow dancing, it's gonna be a good night. If the two of you start bouncing up and down, oh yeah, you're friend zoned at this point. You could you could you could see it. You you can, you can witness it. But that being said, I actually made a point of not using Stairway to Heaven as my last song. I'd play it as my second last song, really freaked people out. But it was always a toss-up. It was either going to be Whiter Shade of Pale from Procol Harum, or it was going to be another Robert Plant song off of one of his solo albums, Ship of Fools, which to me is actually infinitely better than Stairway to Heaven.
1: Yeah, I honestly think that Stairway to Heaven is one of the most overhyped songs that's out there. I, I used to like it. I can appreciate it as someone who does play an instrument, but I'm sorry, I just, I can't, for the life of me, choose that song over any of the other songs on this album. To
0: quote Wayne Campbell, Stairway denied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We now move on to 1973 and Houses of the Holy released March 20th of that year hit number one in four countries. Those being the U S the UK, Australia, and Canada. It is 11 times platinum in the U S double platinum in Australia and platinum in Britain. There were three singles off of this one. Dire maker charted the highest at number 20 in the U S cactus Pete went with the ocean as did I now, this was not, to me, one of their best albums. Uh, dire Maker's great. Don't get me wrong on that one. I also almost picked The Crunch. Just because, A, it's a as hell bass line. And, you know, when they start going, like, where's the bridge? I'm like, oh, my God, they're having so much fun. The Crunch <laughs> is probably not the song anyone would really ever pick. But I almost did. I almost did. But I ended up going with The Ocean. What did you go with off of Houses of the Holy?
1: It's weird. Until now, I thought I was going to pick Dire Maker, but I have to give a personal... Like, I'm going to go personal with this one. It's one of my favorite songs to play on an acoustic guitar over the hills and far away.
0: Okay. I can see that, actually. It's a very fun
1: riff to play on guitar.
0: Actually, it's funny. I think the only time I've ever played a Led Zeppelin song ever was Stairway to Heaven, uh, and it was just one of those, you know... Someone wanted the band to do, you know, a, a late night uh, encore. It's like, oh, we'll give you 20 bucks to play Zeppelin. Okay, we're going to learn how to play Led Zeppelin in about five minutes. Here we go. <laughs> and, and actually pulled it off fairly well. So, hey, it, it worked out well. We now move on to Physical Graffiti, released February 24th, 1975, and the first album on their Swan Song label. The album hit number one in three different countries, the UK, US, and Canada. It is 16 times platinum in the U S triple in Australia and double platinum in Britain. There was only one single off of this one trampled underfoot. hit number 38 on in the U S cactus
1: Pete went with the wanton song, but what did you go with? I actually, I was going to go cashmere, but I'm changing my answer again. It's one that I'm currently learning in the process of learning on guitar. It's brawnier R it's, an interesting guitar riff it's and it's literally just jimmy page it's no one else on on the song and it's it's finger picking so i really i love that because that's what i started doing when i first played guitar i refused to use a pick but then obviously you have to learn how to use a pick at some point so i'm getting back into finger picking and i could not be happier about it
0: So now I have to ask, if you're you're finger picking your guitar, are you using like a regular acoustic guitar or are you using a classical nylon string guitar?
1: Oh, I'm using a regular one, just like a Taylor acoustic guitar. So it's metal strings.
0: Okay, okay. Because I I have one of those nylon string classical acoustics and it it sounds great when you're finger picking. Um, I almost went with the Wanton song and, and sided with Cactus Pete, but I ended up going with the Rover off of this one here. And it's the sole reason why is you get to this guitar overlay during the uh, during the chorus. And there's just something about the phrasing in that guitar overlay. I'm just like, oh, this is really, really cool. Like, every now and then, it's the hook. It's a, it's a riff or a lick that gets you. For the Rover, it was that guitar, like, over the chorus from Jimmy Page that completely sold this one for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like... It's like we said, and like this band has been around for so long, and I mean they they've passed into legend at this point. That I mean, what can like what can what can be said about them that hasn't already been said? I mean, you anything that you think like, that you think about them as a group and as individual artists, I guarantee has been said like tenfold. It's just ridiculous how amazing they are individually and as a group.
0: In multiple MTV documentaries, yes. (laughs) Next, we move on to March 31st, 1976, and the release of Presence. The album hit number one in the UK and the US. It is triple platinum in the US and platinum in Britain. There was one single off of this one, Candy Store Rock, but it did not chart at all.
1: Cactus Pete went with Royal Orleans. Uh, What'd you go with? For this one, I actually went with Nobody's Fault But Mine. I think it's an interesting song. And this is at the point, I think, when they really, like, especially Jimmy Page, he really started experimenting with the sound of his guitar playing. Funny you
0: say nobody's fault but mine, but that's also my pick as well. This, to me, was the kind of song, you know, that has that kind of dazed and confused feel where you just kind of sink back in your chair and you bop and you groove with it kind of thing. It's very much the, you know, you listen to the song and then you sink into the groove and before you realize that the song's over, you're like, oh, well, that was a good five minutes or so. Um, it is. It's a great song. It's not their best album. Not going to lie. But there are some bright spots on it. We now get into the last album with John Bonham still alive. And that's In Through the Outdoor, released August 15th, 1979. It hit number one in the US, UK, and Canada. It is six times platinum in the US, double platinum in Australia and Platinum in Britain. There was one single off of this one, Fool in the Rain, hit number 21 in the US, and that's the song that Cactus Pete went with. I'm I'm gonna jump on this one first, because this was the album that surprised me, because there's a song on here that I did not expect from Led Zeppelin, and it's Hot Dog. (laughs) Led Zeppelin does Rockabilly, and holy crap, do they sound like they're having a ton of fun? Like when you read about this album, right? And you realize that Bonham's having his 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 drug issues and Jimmy Page is having his drug issues and John Paul Jones and Robert Plant are really working a lot together on this album, but apparently like during the recording they would just warm up doing, you know, Elvis Presley songs and you know, rockabilly style and they eventually wrote one and it really sounds like everyone's just having a ton of fun on this one. Like, I was not expecting this straight out of left field, and I was smiling the whole way. So it's hot dog for me. I can't believe I'm talking about Rockabilly and Led Zeppelin, but here we are. (laughs) In Through the
1: Outdoor, what'd you pick? In Through the Outdoor, I went with In the Evening. I think it's an underrated song. I mean, obviously, the last two albums with John Bonham are like... I w I wanna say lesser known, but it kind of feels like that. And those of us who listen to like what like there's a I'll put it this way, there's there's a channel on Sirius XM called Deep Tracks. This these last two albums, In Through the Outdoor and Presence, would be on like, would be featured on that channel, and that's actually where I heard in the evening. And I was so confused because obviously everyone knows the the classic led zeppelin songs but then when you get into their other stuff and like when they start experiment when you see that they start experimenting and they start just really celebrating the the actual music it's just a beautiful thing to listen to and in the evening was one of those songs that really opened my eyes to that
0: that's one thing i love about Sirius xm and this is not me shilling cuz i want my own show but, you know, I, I want my own show. So listen up, serious here. But regardless of channels like Deep Tracks, right? You listen to some channels and it's, you know, the same bands over and over. You get to like the channels like the, the, the Deep Tracks ones. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised because they're not going to play the songs that you would normally hear. And when you have a band that has a deep discography like this... You know, there are songs that are going to surprise you because they don't get the play that you normally would expect. Presence, In Through the Outdoor. They're not bad albums. They're just not as good as an album like Led Zeppelin 4 or at least as recognizable. You know, you say Led Zeppelin, people are going to say Stairway and Rock and Roll and Black Dog and Days to Confuse. You know, you know the, the, the Immigrant song. You're going to hear the regular ones. Listen to everything because you're going to be surprised somewhere down the road. We now get to the last album, posthumously released in regards to John Bonham. It is Coda, released November 19th, 1982. The album is a compilation of live and unreleased tracks. Hit number four in the UK and number six in the US. It is platinum in the US and silver in Britain. Cactus Pete went with poor Tom, but what did you go with off of Coda?
1: I went with Darlene when I heard it the first time it just seemed very different from what I'm used to hearing from uh from Led Zeppelin and it was just something that I thought was really fun compared to I mean a lot of their their earlier stuff
0: I ended up going with Walter's walk uh this one was rec- uh, taken from the uh, the Houses of the Holy sessions and I'm not going to lie there are songs off of Houses of the Holy I would absolutely remove and put Walter's Walk onto that album. It is. It's such a good, good song. And, you know, it probably had some reworking, you know, for the Coda release. But still, the structure of the song is better than some of the stuff on Houses of the Holy. And it's always fascinating, right? Like, I I get back then, you know, in the 70s. You know, you only had a limited amount of vinyl that you could put your songs on. And if some of your songs are nine, 10 minutes long, you're going to have to make some choices. Um, you know, the, the days of B-sides these days feel like they're gone. Walter's Walk would have been a great B-side on a, on a 45 or, again, replacing one of the songs off of Houses of the Holy. All right, we have come to that magic moment where we need to take our list, go through it, and if there is only one song... Above all, which one is it? So I'll go first here, just to just to introduce you to the, the pattern here. From Led Zeppelin one, I went with communication breakdown. From Led Zeppelin two, I went with living, loving maid, she's just a woman. From Led Zeppelin three, I went with since I've been loving you. From Led Zeppelin four, I went with when the levy breaks. From houses of the holy, I went with the ocean. From physical graffiti, I went with the rover. Off of Presence, I went with nobody's fault but mine. Off of In Through the Outdoor, I'm the only person who would ever pick Hot Dog. And off of Coda, I went with Walter's Walk. But if there can only be one, for me, it's going to be Since I've Been Loving You. This is one of those moments where you have a song that has the ability to, A, be a great slow song. B, the ability to literally captivate the listener. And it's so... Slow and slow, so bluesy, and it's just so like it's dirty, bluesy, good. And it stands out to me as arguably not just their best slow song, but to me, probably their best song. All right, so go through your list one by one. And if there can only be one, what is it?
1: All right, so for Led Zeppelin 1, I went with Dazed and Confused. For Led Zeppelin 2, I went with Whole Lot of Love. For Led Zeppelin 3, I went with Celebration Day. For Led Zeppelin 4, I went with When the Levee Breaks. For Houses of the Holy, I went with Over the Hills and Far Away. Physical Graffiti, I went with Guarnier R. Presence, I went with Nobody's Fault But Mine. Into the Outdoor, I went with In the Evening. And with Coda, I went... uh, Sorry, and for Coda, I went with Darlene. But if there can only be one... I'm going to sort of go along the, the same lines of what you said. I'm going with a slow song. There can only be one I'm going with When the Levee Breaks. The first time I heard it, it was just so captivating. And it showed that it really opened my eyes to the background music that is involved in song making. And when you just listen to John Bonham just open the song with the drums, it's a sound that... I don't think can be replicated because the way that the the track was made, it's that it's it was actually a fat made faster, and they slowed it down to get the sound that it that it was uh, that they produced in that song.
0: Slow it down, bottom, Slow it down. <laughs> get off the speed no thank you so much now listeners you guys know the drill if there is an artist that you want us to cover in a future episode you can find us on i guess it's x now or twitter i don't know whatever you want to call it at only one cast or you can go to our website at not that where you can find all of our back episodes and drop us a line and let us know what artist you would like us to cover also while you're there go down on the page where you're listening to this episode right now if you're listening to it off of our website you're going to see the playlist from both noah and myself so you can hear the songs that we are talking about in this episode give them a listen and in the comments below be sure to let us know what your favorite led zeppelin song of all time is we want to hear from you guys noah thank you so much listeners thank you guys so much this is there can only be one
2: take care